Welcome back to the Jester Wallace Productions YouTube channel and an evening on the Beyond the Trail podcast. Austin, it's not only Beyond the Trail, but I am beyond excited. How about you? Yeah. Honestly, the the thing I'm getting the most out of tonight is the fact that I finally don't have to catch myself every time we say the title of our project that we got going on. <laughs> I can fi- we're finally going to announce it tonight. I have been, honestly, I woke up at three in the morning. I'm not kidding. This morning, Gross. I was like pumped. And I started putting stuff out on Instagram and Facebook before six this morning. Of course, I leave for work about 6.15. And I have had butterflies in my stomach like all day about our guest and who is going to be on here. <laughs> and it's like I was a kid waiting for the grandest present like all day long. My heart's been pumping. But before we get to who is going to be our guest, I got to call you out, Austin. Uh-oh. I know. So you guys it's not, remember- it's not the first time. So you guys remember last episode, I showed you guys these Durston poles. Austin could not stand it. He ordered them that night. Look, we we're, are- We're gearheads. I know. We're gearheads. We can't And you help did yourself. this to me, Austin, I swear. Oh, don't you put that on I know, on you me. guys, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I am not even going to use these, I don't think. I'm definitely using them. I already know exactly where they're going to get used. And they're going to get used with my X-Med. So I think that's the most appropriate, at least. But, well, uh, excellent. So I wanted to set the record straight that you had no idea that these were even on sale and I had my pair first. So I'm just setting it straight. Well, and and the other driving force behind me uh, making that purchase so quickly is because I know how the Durston gearheads work. It's not a cult, but let's just say if something gets out there and then all of a sudden they get sucked up by all the people wanting to buy them. So they get scarce. <laughs> so I wanted to be ahead of that crowd. We got a good amount of people in the chat tonight. And really, I don't think they're here for us. What do you think, Austin? I am confident they're not here for us. I think you're going to introduce our guest. Should we go ahead and do that now? I'm just going to do it now. And I'm going to read directly from her book. This is out of, out of Nancy East's book, Chasing the Smoky's Moon. So if you have not picked up a copy... Go to your local bookstore and pick up a copy. The book's actually a really great read, easy read. Here's Nancy's bio. After a 23-year career as a small animal veterinarian, she retired to pursue her passion as a writer, hiking guide, and speaker. She's a member of the Haywood County Search and Rescue Team, a founding board member of the Western North Carolina Wilderness Safety Fund, a Gossamer Gear Ambassador, and a Southern Appalachian Naturalist. Nothing brings her more joy professionally than educating her fellow hikers about how to stay safe and found. In 2019, she and her good friend Chris Ford set the fastest known time for a mixed-gender team on the Tour de Leconte Challenge. In 2020, they set the overall FKT for the Smokies 900 Challenge. Nancy has hiked all the trails in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park four times. Let me just read that again. Nancy has hiked all the trails in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park four times. That's insane. And she continues to go back for more. When she's not on the trail, Nancy is a mother to three children and a wife to her high school sweetheart. They live with their beloved dog in the mountains of Western North Carolina. And you can visit her at nancyeast.com. And so without further ado, here is our lovely guest for the evening, Miss Nancy East. Wow, that was quite the introduction. Thank you. Typically on the Beyond the Trail podcast, this is the point where I pull up this screen, you guys, and Austin shows up. Look, there's look at, look at that. that. Look at that thing. Look at that. Mm. It's pretty. It's so pretty. And you guys, it's still true. Hikermetals.com. 
You can still get the 20% off discount by using the code JESTER in all caps. And But we're going to switch it up this evening because we got to... The title of this episode was, we have a big surprise for Nancy, and we're going to re-unveil the title of our documentary. I can't say that word right. Our doc is what I'm going to say, that we Some are project. filming with you. But I have, I can't even explain what it was when I opened this. It actually saw this. So I actually think this is the first scene metal. This is actual live Metal. Okay, this is the actual metal, you guys, that we've been talking about. But wait, there's more. The intricacies on this metal. I know, lean in, Nancy. You really got to see this. It's beautiful. But it's not mine. It's Nancy's. Oh, you guys. And on the back, I don't know if you guys could read this. On the back, it says, I don't know if you could read this. If not, I'll read it out loud. It's engraved. The name, Nancy East. It says, (laughs) Nancy East. Fastest Known Time, Great Smoky Mountains National Park, 900, and in parentheses, it has North Carolina and Tennessee. And it has, oh my gosh, I can't even read this. It has 29 days, 10 hours, 12 minutes, 0 seconds, 10-3-2020. And Nancy, you are the first recipient of the Smokies 900 Miler Medal. And it gets better. Oh, you guys, this ribbon. Oh my God, Nancy, this ribbon, it's got the detail and the intricacies of the actual metal. And wait, I didn't open this one. Okay, so I opened your metal. I'm sorry. Oh, you guys, it was so sweet. And the second metal, I haven't opened it yet. This is Chris's. Chris's Oh my God. Since you guys did the record together. And I cannot claim this. This was Wim at Hiker Metals. Yeah, I was going to say, Wim deserves the credit on all of this. And Wim wanted me to let you know, he has had new cards printed, but they haven't come in yet. And it's actually going to have your logo of the Western North Carolina Wilderness Fund that go on all of the cards. So there you go. And what we need everybody to do is honestly go to hikermetals.com. You'll get 20% off your order. There's 45 or 46 medals. He's releasing new medals every day. We want you to buy the Smokies 900 Miler 1, whether you've been through the Smokies or not. And yeah, so that's the surprise. So I will be bringing this next week and it's yours. And you and Chris have the first two. That is so generous and kind. And I'm not surprised at all because that's just the kind of guy that he is. So that just means so much. I don't want to talk about too much because I get choked up. I know when I see it in person, that's when the tears will probably start to fall. So thank you. That means more than you ever know. I have this wall behind me. I don't know if you can tell. These are just pictures and things that I framed that mean something, but I, I think I already know where I'm going to put it over there amongst the other stuff that, that is sacred to me. So awesome. it deserves a really special spot. So thank you. I will make sure I was like nervous. I didn't want to, I'm opening it like I didn't want to tear the wrapper. Like I want you to have it all. So, but that was the big surprise. And yeah, so Wim, didn't he say, Austin, this is the longest one? It took a, this metal took him the longest. Yes. <laughs> and it was, it had to do with the different levels. He showed us um, like the file that he sends to the company who actually makes the, the metals themselves. So he showed us like the raw file and all the different color codes for all the different levels and, and beveling and everything like that. And it was unbelievable the detail that, that he went through uh, to create it. Just a work of art, honestly. 
everything that we're doing is, you know, to raise funds and that's what it's about. And that's why Wim is joining us. And Wim is actually going to be on the next episode. So you guys will get to hear more from him. Part of what we want to do tonight is the title of our podcast is Beyond the Trail. And a couple episodes ago, I don't know if it was our first episode or our second episode, I made a comment that you embodied what we wanted to achieve with having guests on this show. So it's only fitting that you're actually our first guest. People don't have to listen to Austin and I anymore. But you took a step beyond the trail, and Austin actually read that, and you left your life as a veterinarian, and you stepped out, and you're now an author. You're a hiker educator. You have various educational avenues you work in, and you are way more than I could probably ramble on. And most importantly, what we're going to be talking about this evening, you have taken a very strong interest in hiker safety education and have joined a SAR team. And I thought I was going to ask the question originally for you to explain all that to us, but I think people could get the idea that you left your career, you know, to pursue something that you were passionate about. I think the question is, how has that been going? Really well, more than I can even handle sometimes. It really, I keep thinking at some point, I'm just not going to get anybody that reaches out to say, do you want to freelance an article for whatever this publication is or be on this podcast or entertain this book idea or whatever. It's just, it, I'm blown away. I'm so humbled by it every single day because I just have imposter syndrome, like nobody's business. And I think I, I have no like formal training to do anything that I do right now, other than the training I've gotten through search and rescue, which actually is formal training. But interestingly, nobody ever asks me about like dog safety on the trail. I had this life that I took care of animals for a real long time, but yeah, it's going phenomenally well. It just keeps leading me down roads that I never dreamt that it would. And I just feel very fortunate, very blessed, I guess, if you, you know, want to look at it that way. So when did you actually step away? Yeah, officially in 2020, when we went out and Chris and I wanted to do this Mogi's FKT, I knew something had to give. I'm the worst at biting off more than I should be able to chew. And my husband was all the time saying, are you sure you need to add one more thing to your life? And he keeps me in check. But I knew that I had to let that go in order to train because I still, I've got these three kids and none of them were in college yet. It was hard to, to manage all of it. So I did have to just hang up my stethoscope and I actually did not even renew my license because I thought if I renew that license, I know I'll go back. I'll, do, I'll get too scared and, and this leap of faith will just feel too daunting. So yeah, it was 2020 is when I officially quit working. Wow. And now you're, <laughs> now you're more busy than you could handle it. And that's not that long. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, it was three years now, almost three years that it, it, it happened. And I still work in some capacity. I still, I don't have my license, so I can't diagnose and treat and prescribe and all that. But I do some uh, teaching at Blue Ridge Community College. They have a wilderness medicine course for, say, EMS workers who want to learn more about search and rescue. And one of the things that, or the, the only thing that I teach is how to take care of an animal in the backcountry with basic first aid and that kind of care before they can get it out and get it to a vet. So that's been really fun. Just use my brain in a different way. You've demonstrated you've got some veterinary knowledge. And you mentioned your leap of faith back in 2020, but you and your family are not new. You're not strangers to Western North Carolina. You've been there for a while. And mm -hmm. so I'm curious, you love the outdoors. You love the mountains. What got you transitioning into that education on hiker safety? 
certainly the impetus for all of it was search and rescue. It didn't come just automatically, though. Uh, it was one of these things that evolved. The more and more I was exposed to ways that people needed our help, the more I thought, I want to learn how to teach people to not need our help because most of the things that we see are preventable and people just don't know what they don't know, me included sometimes, before I joined our team. That's what's funny to me as I look back on the way I hiked pre-2015 and it's just lucky that I never needed a SAR team's help because I didn't do things always uh, the correct way. I didn't always carry every 10 essential. I didn't always leave an itinerary with my husband before I walked out the door because I just didn't think about, well, what would happen if I didn't or have the power to come out of the woods on my own because I hike so much solo. So, I, you know, I'm certainly a little bit higher risk just by that. But that was that was certainly the catalyst. And it grew by leaps and bounds once I was involved with a couple of fatalities as far as search and rescue, one in particular, which, you know, the book's about Susan Clements. Because that one was just so oh, 100% preventable had she known just a couple of really simple things that she could have done that would have spared her life. Undoubtedly, she would have been found probably in, shaken up and hypothermic, but not dead like she was found. So that was definitely the big jump in 2018 is when that one happened. And you were a part of that rescue. Yeah, our team yeah. was called in. And yeah, there's oftentimes like Haywood County, you know, we have so many public lands here, so much public land. Shining Rock Wilderness, Middle Prong, Art Lobe Trail. It's just a mecca for outdoor recreation. But the park, we also respond to calls in occasionally. If it's in Haywood County, oftentimes they'll call us before they even send the park service search and rescue in because it's quicker for us to get to places like Big Creek and Cataloochee Valley. Our team, and this is one that's public knowledge now, people can find it on the news. There's a missing man in the Deep Creek area. So there's about nine people from our team going tomorrow morning to assist with that particular search. Um, but yeah, so we were involved in that search for Susan because it was a massive effort. Since it lasted a week, there were agencies all over the Southeast that responded to that one. It was enormous. There's a gentleman missing right now. Wow. Yeah, it, yeah. if you just Google Deep Creek Missing Man, it'll come up because I saw it just before I, I jumped on with you guys. I already knew it was in motion because we got a call out saying who can come out tomorrow and help. Unfortunately, I can't because I've got to, to work tomorrow. But with an obligation that I can't get out of. But anyway, yeah, so he's missing. And I have no idea other than what you can read on the press release on, online, it's, which is not much, unfortunately. How wide is the territory that you do search in? Like the geographic area you're responsible for. Yeah, pretty much Haywood County. That's home ground for us. So anything in Haywood County starts with our team and our emergency services. But then again, the park, part of the park is Haywood County. And so like Big Creek and Catalucci areas specifically, those, you know, again, it's not always the park service can certainly respond if they want to instead of us, because that is a, kind of its own little domain. But oftentimes they will call on us and uh, just knowing that we can get there quicker and knowing that we'll hopefully figure it all out by the time the park service gets there and on the scene with their team. But yeah, I don't know how big Haywood County is. It's huge in terms of public land. If you looked at a map and how they shape maps from an aerial view in green where there's public land a national forest, that kind of thing. We have a lot. I can't remember how many acres it is, but it's a lot. There's some statistics that people throw out there. I wish my team lead, Mike Street, was on because he'd be able to throw out all these fun facts that uh, every time in Southern, I just like, wow, yeah, no wonder we're so busy because we have a lot of public land. That was one of the things for those that weren't there. Julie and I had the opportunity to sit down with Nancy and Mike a couple months ago during our first meeting. And that was one of the things that struck me was Mike was talking about Haywood County itself and the 
proportion of, and well, this is where we are going to segue, but the proportion of residents of Haywood County, the people that actually pay taxes versus the geographic area. So how huge it is. And then how many people actually come into Haywood County? A lot of the people that you come into contact with as a search and rescue team member may not be county residents. They're visitors from the park or the Shining Rock or wherever. And I just thought that was interesting. I guess I'll, I'll talk about our project. Is, have we reached that point, Jester? I know you're kind of the, M- the MC. I think the audience now watching is probably <laughs> is not in any question whatsoever why we approached Nancy Um, of doing our next film because we're both one of our, I I don't even know if it's a passion. Hiker safety is a thing. It should be a thing like Leave No Trace. And I don't know how we do that. And part of what we want to do is to continue to spread the word. And so I floated the idea to Austin. I was like, I think we need to chat with Nancy East. And Austin was like, absolutely, 100%. That's usually (laughs) what I say when Jester (laughs) floats an idea. When we first floated you the idea, we were at a local restaurant brewery in Waynesville, I guess. And Nancy, the audience has heard our perspective. They want to hear your perspective. So we're doing this film. It's about hiker safety and education. We're featuring you and the Haywood County Search and Rescue Team. And they want to hear your thoughts. So what were your initial thoughts? Gosh, uh, intimidated, like why in the world? I was so honored. I mean, definitely honored, but it was intimidating thinking to be on film, be on camera. You know, despite the fact that I put myself in this public arena every day now is not my comfort zone. That's the one part of my job I've had to really get used to is being, you know, a, a public presence in this way. And so to think about seeing myself in this documentary format, it was daunting. You know, I thought, why me? I didn't go ask somebody else. There's so many good people to ask. But <laughs> yeah, so I had to soften up and warm up to the idea for sure. As you know, you know, I didn't answer right away by any means. No, I think that day when we were um, having drinks and stuff, you were like, oh, that, uh, yeah, that sounds great. No, I, honestly, I thought she'll forget. You know, we've had a beer. Julie's never going to remember this. And of course, you <laughs> no, uh, Yeah, we don't have any just from our team's perspective, too. I thought our team in general, you know, the reason we do this, I mean, there's lots of reasons we like to do search and rescue. But the one thing that none of us like pretty much across the board is being in that spotlight for it. You know, we just, I mean, quite frankly, at the end of a search, we just want to go home and have a hot shower and go get some sleep, you know. It's never that we want to be on the news and to have our five minutes of fame. That's definitely not what this is about. It, it wouldn't be worth it if it was. It's just you put so much of your life and emotional energy into it. But um, yeah, so I had to soften up to the idea in a big, big way. It took a long <laughs> time I think, for me to come around and feel good with, about it. And of course, now I'm all in. We were so impacted. So the first we started filming in February and... What I thought we were going to do is really not what we ended up doing, like, all the way. It became so much more and so much bigger, and Austin could talk about it more, because even when we were at your house, we would have, like, side conversations, like, wow, this is a thing. So we met with Nancy in February, and, of course, she lined up some folks from the team for us to talk to, and what struck me First, what struck me was, Nancy, you're talking about avoiding the limelight. There were people that good folks have nothing against us, but they're like, I'm not going to be on camera. And I'm totally good with that because what I do professionally, I completely get. 
but it made me respect them even more. You literally save people's lives and give their family members their family back um, who they, they think is lost. And to just, obviously it's a calling. And that's what I walked away with was just this calling that everyone, because Nancy, you got the privilege to get to listen to what other people said, but not everybody else did. But what I thought was cool was everybody said the same thing in, a, in their own way about this calling to search and rescue, this calling to help people. It was just the gravity of the undertaking that, that we're all, and I, I include you in this, Nancy, because you're part of this team. Like the gravity of what we're trying to do hit me when we were sitting there. And it was just overwhelming and humbling. Honestly, I was humbled standing there making sure the camera exposure was correct because I was like, I don't want to screw this up. But it's just, it's been such an amazing opportunity. And I'm humbled to be a part of it. And I'm humbled about the things that we might be able to do with it. So I'm publicly thanking you. I know Jester feels the same way. Yeah. But yeah, walking away from those two days of filming was just like, I just kind of did a nice deep breath. I was just like, okay, we can do this. Yeah. Hearing some of those people speak, you know, I knew generally what they would probably say, but to hear that all come out of their mouths and their own words and their own emotions. We just don't talk about that stuff as teammates, you know, when we get together for a beer or a Christmas party or whatever. We, yeah, we just don't get all touchy-feely with it. I mean, it's lucky <laughs> dudes on our team, so that's probably part of it. If it was all women, it might be different, but it was really special for me too. And that's when I realized, quite frankly, that this is pretty profound, what we're up to with this project. So, so thank you guys for putting so much heart and soul into it because the hours that you have put in, I know, aside from just coming all the way across the state practically to do all this, it's enormous. So I'm just excited about you guys being a part of it as much as anything, because I know how much you take it to heart too. And that's pretty special. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a, it's yeah. a passion for us too. Cause, cause Julie and I are both hikers. We started as hikers. That's this whole thing beyond the trail podcast. This is our beyond the trail, but at the beginning of this, we just liked getting out on trail and hiking. Um, so the, the, the purpose behind it all is very fundamental for both of us. I don't know when this happened, but I think we reached out to you and said, would you mind if we titled the film the title? And you were like... Because it's your phrase. Yeah. It's not our phrase. Yeah, it's it's kind of a buzz phrase that I'm sure I it's not unique to me, but it's something that I say all the time with all my presentations. Because it, it, there's so many double meanings to it, but the name is Safe and Found. Yes, Safe and Found. So now we can say it. It is public um, and it makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because my husband and I were talking about it one night and I told him how kind of I, how I interpret it. He said, oh, well, I've always kind of thought of it as this. And so, yeah, there's a couple of different ways that you can uh, interpret it, which I think is kind of cool, too. But yeah, I think it's the perfect name. You've answered a lot of questions, and there's no doubt in anybody's minds right now why we are all doing a film together, and we're excited. We're going to see you next week, and the title is Safe and Found. Austin, any parting words? No. Uh, Nancy, just thank you so much for coming on tonight, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about what we got going on. So, Safe and Found 2024. Austin, I'm glad we're doing this. Here we go. Here we go. We've been through a lot. 
we're moving forward and it's exciting. So again, everybody, we cannot thank you all enough for joining us the evening, this evening. And uh, this is how we'll sign off as we always do. Be safe out there, everybody in Austin. Good time.